Hello, and welcome to another episode. Hey guys! Oh, <laughs> I thought I was starting off. Oh, I thought I was going to start off, but no, anyway, you want to go for it? <laughs> All right, so uh, welcome, guys. Um, so it's, I'm going to be doing today's episode. Um, I'm once again on Sean Harris, and I'm joined by Chauvin Lazo. Today's episode is going to be our fourth episode, where we're going to be covering our fourth year APPE rotations. So I just finished a community rotation, and Chauvin, which rotation did you just finish? I just finished uh, geriatrics Geriatric. with Guardian Pharmacy. Did you want to go yeah. first, or do you want me to go first with our sharing our experiences? I, I can go first. Um, also, I just wanted to mention that we, well, I finished my interview process. Sean still has more as far as residency interviews. So once we complete that whole process, uh, we'll go ahead and kind of have an episode, kind of talk about our experiences with that and um, everything that's been going on. And I also wanted to give a quick shout out because I did not know this person listened to our pod, our podcast and she turned out to be a big fan and she gave some great words. So big shout out to Delena. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we appreciate you and thank you. Just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So anybody that listens, we're super thankful. We appreciate all the love and support that you guys have been giving us. And I just want to make sure that we let you know that. So, Delana, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for the compliment. Um, wish you best of luck with the residency process. Now, just start off, geriatrics. So, rotation was different than probably what next year because of COVID, right? Long-term care facilities, obviously, that's the patient population where COVID will do its most damage. So, because of that, they didn't have any interns or students in the actual long-term care facilities. So a lot of the work that I did was virtual. So it'd be a bit different if COVID never happened or if COVID wasn't around. So this experience, take it with a grain of salt, because if you have this rotation next year, hopefully COVID gets resolved. A lot of people get the vaccines and herd immunity above COVID spreading, then your rotational experience will be different. So with that being said, on this rotation, it was a lot of, not necessarily soap notes, but you'll get a lot of patient cases. So anytime there's a new admission or a fall that happens at one of the long-term care facilities, um, your pre will send you the information that was sent to them, and then you kind of work up the patient. So run like a drug interaction report, try to identify maybe which medications could have caused the fall if not enough information was put in the report that they sent to you. Um, Sometimes you'll find things like they'll mention like low blood pressure. So maybe you can look at the blood pressure agents to see which one we could, we could probably do without or how to optimize it as far as maybe it was dose, you know, um, during the day and maybe putting it at night. So that way it helps lower the blood pressure at night while they're sleeping. Um, so finding different things like that, I enjoyed it because I got to play detective. <laughs> so just finding out like, all right, which one of these medications could we actually change? Could we lower, could we optimize their therapy? You know, is there multiple medications that they're using that could be used for, excuse me, that could be used for the same um, complication, you know? Uh, so for one that you'll see a lot might be diabetic peripheral nephropathy and depression, you know? So maybe put them on an antidepressant that could also treat diabetic peripheral nephropathy rather than doing an antidepressant and also um, Lyrica or um, Neurine, for example. So just like, Doing that, kind of optimizing therapy, got to play detective, so I thought that was pretty cool. And you did have a lot of projects to do, so that would that would be the main thing that would keep you busy. So patients that you might have to work up, it honestly just varies on how many on how many new admissions they have and how many falls that they have. So there might have been like two. There was one point where there was like two days I didn't even have a patient case to work up, and like the third the third day that week it'd be like 10, <laughs> you know? So it's like, it all depends on what's going on. And sometimes also just to know, like there might be times where there's honestly no recommendation too. There could be, um, the fall could have just happened maybe because there wasn't proper fall precautions or if it was a, a new admission, there's really nothing to change with their meds. It could be doing perfectly fine um, too. So I don't want people thinking like, oh, if they, you know, if they get a patient case, like they have to find something. Sometimes there might not be anything wrong or anything you need to change. And, so going, and so with the projects, the projects could vary. Um, 
we were assigned four projects. So with this rotation, I think a cool thing about it is that there's also students from other college of pharmacies that you get to spend time with. So for us, um, it was USF College of Pharmacy students. There was two of them from the, from the USF and then two UF students, including myself. So that was pretty cool to be able to spend time with them and kind of get to know them a little bit and work on them with some projects. So we decided to like divide up projects, but it'll all depend on how your group works. Um, if you want to divide up projects or work on each project together. So you'll probably have projects to do and that's what's going to keep you busy during, during the day. And, um, also, like I said, those, uh, those patient cases that, that will come up that you have to work up. And then sometimes there'll be moments where there'll be like a random question that might be asked by a physician or by a patient. And if the pharmacist doesn't know this, they'll send an email out to us, of course, because we were virtual. So we weren't on site and they would send us an email and what, like whoever, could grab the email first and go ahead and just like put in there like, oh, um, I'll work on this. So that's something to also take note is like you might get some emails throughout the day where you would have to respond to and try to look up information that's not widely available. And um, what else? Also, oh, articles. So I'm someone who one of my weaknesses, I would say, is writing. I don't feel I have great penmanship. And I really enjoyed this rotation because there was a lot of writing opportunities. So opportunities to either write something for patients or to write something for the nursing staff or um, the pharmacy team. So to be able to create, maybe you could look up like a new drug that's coming out or a new, some new information on the disease state and write about it. And then it'll be posted as like a newsletter or on their website. So I think I thought that was pretty cool. So, you know, you're kind of getting some publication in and also being able to work on, on your writing skills as well. So that was basically the rotation. It was um, patient cases, writing, working on projects, and uh, you do get a tour of the facility. I was able to tour the facility on the first day, but once again, because of COVID, we weren't really able to um, visit any of the long-term care facilities. We were only able to see the actual Guardian Pharmacy and see how they um, operate everything and how they package and ship and who their drivers are that take the medications to the actual long-term care facility. So that basically sums up um, the rotation. But like I said, it'll be a bit different for anybody that takes it next year just because of the fact um, most hopefully, you know, um, COVID goes away. So it depends on what time or what's going on, I guess I should say, in the world to determine whether or not um, how your rotation would be here. So I'm not sure exactly how it would have been different if it um, besides like going to the facility and spending more time there and getting to meet like the nursing staff and whatnot. But other than that, I still feel like you would still have projects, still have writing opportunities. You would definitely have the patients, the patient cases that you would have to work up. And um, that was pretty cool. And I would say another thing is, it was a great opportunity to learn about disease states that aren't really taught that much, at least in our curriculum, I feel, as far as like, it was like a lot of patients that had psych meds, um, a lot of like urinary continence, meds and stuff like that and just learning about the different drug interactions that, that they deal with and just learning about maybe learning about um, which medications, how to optimize those therapies. So definitely having that Netflix book on hand would be beneficial to kind of like review and kind of look at the different medications that they're on and see why they're on it and to see if, okay, like, is this antipsychotic really needed for this patient, you know, and, and trying to make judgment calls because you won't get all the information. And that was the most challenging thing about this rotation was the fact that coming from the hospital setting where I could literally look up everything, their creatinine clearance, their EGFR, all that stuff, where it's like, all right, now I'm getting a patient. I have no idea what their kidney function is. And I know, for example, they're a diabetic, but they're not on metformin. But are they on metformin because they never tried it? Like the, they're, you know, an older patient, they've, they've been stable with sulfonylurea, uh, for example. Or are they on metformin? Or are they not on metformin because they have tried and they had like a bad reaction to it? And if they did, like, did they take it with food? Was it an extended release? Like, you know, different things that make you wonder. And um, not having that information sometimes can make it hard to make judgment calls. And I would say that was like the most frustrating thing for me on this rotation was like 
seeing this information and seeing how I would like to optimize therapy, but not knowing how their kidney function is or how their um, liver functions, how their liver function is as well, and trying to make decisions kind of based off um, being left in the dark a little bit. So that was kind of challenging about the rotation. But other than that, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I was that about something. Uh, that like whole offsite experience, if it like limited your rotation, but it definitely sounds like you were still pretty busy on this rotation. Yeah, yeah, like the especially when it's like a busy day with patient cases that will take a few time, and then the projects. Um, you know, you want to create as great of content as you can. You know, to benefit the the pharmacy team and and whoever else are going to share the information with. Um, for example. And this, this isn't like to plug myself, but for example, which we kind of talked about, Sean, but uh, was um, the COVID-19 vaccines. We kind of talked about that personally. And I created a, a presentation on that um, for my preceptor to deliver it to the nursing staff because they were going to be the ones administering it. So uh, I created this presentation. I guess my preceptor really liked it. He didn't tell me this at the time, but he submitted it for to be a CE and um, it got approved and he made a CE presentation and he told me about, I think three other pharmacists or three other pharmacies have reached out to him about like the PowerPoint and stuff like that. And so he's only sending it out to like other people and, you know, they're going to use that to educate their staff, you know, about the vaccine and stuff like that. So I thought that was pretty cool. I was able to create something to help impact people that I'll, I'll never meet, but just pretty cool to be able to create quality content that would go and help impact other pharmacies and, and their staff in order to help administer the vaccines and kind of help note the difference between um, the two vaccines because um, AstraZeneca didn't, or not AstraZeneca, but the um, the Janssen one isn't released yet, right? I haven't double-checked that. I don't think it is. I don't I don't think it is. But cause I, I know they released the article talking about it, but I don't know if it's like officially approved yet, but as far as like the Moderna and the Pfizer vaccine, really uh, focused on, on those two, but I definitely added in some extra information um, on like the AstraZeneca Oxford vaccine and then the, the Janssen vaccine as well. Yeah, that's that's definitely interesting. And yeah, self plug to you, you know, getting things done and <laughs> yeah, pieces of work. That's yeah, so it's like, yeah, yeah, and it's like, you know, you never know what the project could turn into and oh oh another thing another thing was um if you're interested in industry maybe you don't want to go out to do an industry rotation i think this is also a pretty good rotation for people interested in, in um a fellowship or industry because there was a couple times where uh i only attended one i believe but there was a drug rep that like came to discuss medication so that was like an opportunity for you to meet um of course it was like virtually but it's still an opportunity for you to like ask questions and they leave their emails if you have any, you know, questions or comments about the drug or if you just want to connect with them. So I thought that was also pretty cool um, that you could kind of gain that experience to connect with people in the industry. If that's a field that you're interested in or even if you're not interested particularly in it as for yourself, but maybe just to learn more about it and what they do. And I thought that was pretty cool because they also, I'm pretty sure, had an MSL on the line, but it was mainly the drug rep that was doing the presentation. Yeah, that's definitely pretty interesting. My my next question was going to be, uh, who would this rotation be for, ideally? So besides, yeah. like, you're interested in industry, are there anybody else or any personality traits you think this rotation would be good for? Certainly. I would say if you're interested in psych, that's like psych and pain. You'll see a lot of those patients that are on those type of medications. So learning, trying to figure out why they're on it and how to optimize their therapy. Obviously, if you're into geriatrics, it's a geriatrics rotation. So if you're interested in, in the elderly population and and learning about how to best treat them when it comes to certain medications, that's something that I would say would be very helpful um, for you because, you know, you'll come across elderly patients a lot. But for example, uh, one, one of the patients was above 100 years old. Like, how often will you see that, you know? And it's like, how do I optimize therapy above 100 years old? You know, it's like, what what trial has this? What evidence is there? So um, just being able to kind of like think about things and, and learn different ways to treat people of that elderly population um, was definitely, definitely unique. So anybody interested in geriatric psych pain and in industry, I, I think this would be a good rotation to take for sure. 
Yeah, and those are all areas where there's not too many rotations offered. So I feel like if you're interested in any of those areas, exactly. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And um, yeah, so that's why I think it's a great experience, and you know, it's it's not offered at a lot of hospitals or um, especially like within the Orlando area as far as like a psych rotation. So that's kind of an opportunity to kind of gain more knowledge on on psych meds and how to how to treat the elderly patients, what signs to look for, what things to look for. Um, which medications do you want to avoid, you know, for patients above 65? So that's something that, that was pretty cool and, and different. And I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it definitely sounds like a great rotation to have. So I'm going to hit you with a residency interview question real quick about your rotation. All right. Um, okay, go for it. What was that? I said go for it. Oh, all right. Um, what was sort of like your most memorable intervention that you made for some of your patients? Uh, well, so I would say, oh, and before I answer that, the other thing that was frustrating was not being able to like see the patient. That was also like different, you know? Um, I like, I like that patient interaction, but I would say there was a patient on multiple medications that was contraindicated in heart failure. And they were wondering why a uh, patient kept having like exacerbations with heart failure. And they were on um, a couple contra contraindicated meds. So I would say that one was the the one I, I enjoyed optimizing the most because there was like a lot of things to play with and to help that patient. Because usually it's, it's nurses that are taking care of them, you know, and they consult the pharmacist. It's a consultant pharmacy. That's what guardians did. So they go to them to help them figure out what is the problem, the issue there. So there's no pharmacists that are like present at the sites, you know. So this is a crucial area where we really have a big, big role and a big play in decision making and informing and educating the nursing staff and also the physician. They're unaware of something. So I would say that one, just having a, a patient that was on multiple multiple medications like uh, Actos, uh, Diltiazem, I think also Rhythmol they were on, and just seeing that and, and being able to realize like right away, like, oh, we got to get rid of these. And um, I think they, I don't remember if they're on an ACE inhibitor or not. They might not have been on an ACE inhibitor either. So just like, you know, realizing that, uh, making sure they're on an ACE inhibitor. They were on, on the correct beta blocker. I'm pretty sure they're on, on um, Toprol. Excel, but just realizing that and just help optimize it there because I know like this patient will be way better off now, <laughs> you know, so just, just finding those things that they didn't realize or they didn't know necessarily, um, because I think that was a new admission and they were wondering why this patient's heart failure was like uncontrolled or whatever. I think that was like the chief complaint that, that they put in that report. So that, that would be the one. No, yeah, that definitely sounds like a good intervention. Yeah, I can definitely see how those would just make your symptoms worse. So, yeah, that sounds like a good good recommendation. Did you did you find that yeah. newly admitted patients like it was very frequent that they had a lot of uh, contraindicated meds? Were you finding that pretty often? Um, contraindicated, no. I think maybe only twice I saw that, but there would be not the best options for patients, you know, um, maybe something where it's like, oh, they're on hydrochlorothiazide versus adapamide or chlorothalidone for uh, thiazide diuretic that would cause more cardiovascular benefit, you know. Maybe they're on a beta blocker and there's no mention of like heart failure or recent MI, so it's like, why are they on this? And it might have been something they were on just in the past and they just were never taken off it. And they're wondering why this patient has moments of hypotension or they're wondering why this patient um, has been falling, you know, and it's just playing that detective role, really. And that's what you'll usually find. It's just like certain medications where it's like, all right, why are they on this? You know, um, a PPI, for example, like how long have they been on this? You know, it's like, this isn't something they're supposed to be on for life, you know? So just like seeing how long they've been on it. And if you can't figure it out from the report, maybe 
like putting it in the notes so they know to look into this to see how long they've been on it and what are they really using it for because this might be a medication that they were supposed to be on short term and not long term you know um not having a stop date for example it's like maybe they've been on uh like plavix or something like that but not knowing that they were supposed to stop it maybe if it was doing therapy after a year you know and they still on it you know it's like wondering about how why do they have bleeding issues why are they having why why do they bruise easily so just finding those those little things that maybe a stop date that should be there or finding those medications that maybe should have been for a certain time period and not forever and then you're still on it it just makes you like ah, why is this happening why are you still on this and kind of make you just play detective yeah it definitely seems like it really puts together like everything you learn in pharmacy school so yeah yeah so it's not it was rare to find like the true black box warnings and contraindications it was just more of like hey beta blockers aren't used for hypertension and it's like hypertension is listed and that's the only <laughs> you, you know that's the only um antihypertensive medication they're on it's like uh, can we start something else please yeah, can we taper this down and start something else so yeah so it's like that's why it's like all right did something happen in the past that was not listed here or like what's going on why is there they have hypertension but they're only on a beta blocker so, you know, just like you'll find a lot of moments of those because they're older patients. They might have had older physicians and they just never changed their meds, you know, and they've just been consistently taking it for however long. And they just think that's what they're supposed to do. But now they're starting to deal with the repercussions of that. So, you know, um, to help prevent the falls, to help prevent any um, um, to help prevent hospital readmissions and stuff like that. But yeah, so that's that's mainly what you'll see is is just medication that you could probably optimize, not necessarily contraindications or black box warnings. But what about you, bro? Tell me tell me about um tell me about your community rotation. Because I know you're at a special place. Very, very special place. Yeah, so I community <laughs> rotation. Um so background for me, I worked at CVS for four years. So my community rotation I actually had now was very different from my experience in retail so far. Um, this was independent pharmacy. It was Taylor's Pharmacy on Park Avenue, and it was a good experience. So it was a lot. It was pretty like, in terms of bigger retail pharmacies, it was pretty slow on the retail side. There wasn't a drive-through. It was actually what something I wasn't used to was it was very well staffed. We had a lot of technicians. We had a lot of reception. So I could really just focus on um, intern and pharmacy-related jobs. I mean, I could still remain proactive in helping filling or filing or really anything to be done. But it really allowed you to focus on your clinical activities. So I did a lot of transfers, doctor calls, clarification calls to doctors about medication. I did a lot of patient counseling things of that nature. So I really like how you can focus on the um, pharmacist job. Um, so uh, about this was they do they do have a compounding site as well. And they were very open to allowing me to go to the compounding lab and really see how they did things. So when I went to the pharmacy lab, I got to see really how they calculate the different dosing for patients or even a bunch of compounding animals. If you're interested in veterinary pharmacy, this is a good rotation they have. You kind of get to them deal with a lot of big veterinarian groups of patients, a lot of drugs that are only for animals. Um, they did have a couple, like like one project where they wanted to do compounding of a vet medication. So that was pretty cool. It was done so they could kind of standardize it in their practice. But in the lab, I also got to help compound and weigh things. Oh, I made a few suspensions and solutions and things of that nature. But yeah, it was it was definitely a good rotation to have. Um, there was a lot of intervention where um, vets would call in for certain drugs, and it's all weight based for a lot of these animals. And it was pretty cool because they were doing same medications for maybe a small cat versus a huge elephant at one of the zoos. So that right there was crazy. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, seeing the different dosing of medications. And, um, yeah, it's kind of like a gray area, you know. You kind of get this weight-based dosing. And you kind of pharmacokinetically, you're like, how is this going to be 
like what dose they could be correct. And it was just a lot of double checking. Sometimes offices in a certain strength for a pet, for example, and then you would look it up in the, the green book and see what the standardized dosing can kind of tell that they were giving way too much. Like we had, we looked at one where a cat was given a medication and like based on the weight-based dosing of the drug, they were actually prescribing like something that was 10 times as much. So we had to call the office and Whoa. like, how much, does, how much does this cat weigh? There's no way this cat weighs 25 kilograms, you know? So yeah. yeah. Well, interventions like that, you know, like if, if you want to get into the veterinary route, definitely something interesting, even compounding, you know, like, there was good exposure to that field as well. Both seeing, um, yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna ask, uh, what was like the craziest flavored medication that that they that you heard of while there, or that you got to watch, or maybe got a part of making? Um, yeah, so it's pretty cool. They had a bunch of like um, lipid-based, like oil or um, like water-based flavorings. So they had for pets. Mm-hmm. Like tuna flavoring, they had like bacon flavor, they had <laughs> flavor. They even like so some of the medications are not in a liquid form, but they get into like a dog shape. I mean, I didn't personally taste any of them, so I can't, like, I, I, I can't give you a, yeah. but you know, <laughs> you weren't tempted. Uh, I was a little tempted, but you know, I didn't, I was kind of like shying away, you know, I didn't want to get picked off my routine. <laughs> The bacon, was it the bacon that, that you were thinking about? Uh, yeah, the bacon one sounded pretty interesting. I was like, you know, like, how, <laughs> how, how, how good does this bacon play? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's only one way to find out. You got you to taste it, right? I wonder right. how they do judge <laughs> that. <laughs> That's actually something we should, we, did you ask, like, how how do they judge that this uh, compounded flavor is worthy if the animal actually eat it? Like, yes, do they run a test and see, like, out of 10 cats? Yeah, exactly. Yep. And they try okay. to uh, figure out, like, the palatability. Because, like, it's like with anything, right? If you can't get that adherence, then what's the point of, like, giving, like, you, it's going to be hard to even get the drug, you know? So that's something that yeah. I'm curious in us. How much flavoring do we need to do for this medication? Things of that nature. That's crazy. Yeah, and you know, also with the independent side, you kind of get to see the difference of how an independent pharmacy kind of runs and operates and how they can remain profitable because they're, you know, they're a lot different than a corporation like a CVS or Walgreens. So that was something pretty cool mm-hmm. the day to days there. And they, yeah. also, what would you say? Okay. Yeah. And they also, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, they also did a lot of um, prescriptions for nursing homes in the area. So they're actually bubble packing a lot of, uh, medications as well for ease of access for a lot of nursing home patients, which was also something pretty cool as well. So they were they were dipping into a bit of everything over there. So definitely a lot of great exposure to a bunch of different areas. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask, what would you say was the hardest thing to adjust to from coming from like the the CVS Walgreens that retail background from your work experience to this rotation? The hardest thing. Um, was it like maybe the, their system? Was it like a complex system as far as prescriptions or? Yeah, so I think, yeah, that's always the biggest challenge when you go from retail to retail is kind of relearning um, the system and things like that. Like working for CVS, like after four years, like I know that thing, like I'm, I'm, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm back in. Screens, you know, like it's almost mm-hmm. like that. But um, yeah, that was something that was a little bit challenging. Um, The fact, because like, they're not able to as many medications available as like a big retail store so we did have to like a lot of things but there everything came next day so they were very proactive and doing a lot of refills for patients if it wasn't there they did a lot more partial fills and things of that nature um so you definitely track of what you were like the partial fills and things like that so at cvs i haven't really done a lot of partial filling so that's something that for me was okay. a little challenging they did do a lot of good documentation of doing partially filled medications that was never an issue but yeah definitely those two areas that i didn't really experience too much but it wasn't too much of a challenge it was was actually really nice over there yeah it seems interesting did you get to learn a lot of the buying situation as far as like with the community and also the compounding part like like more admin stuff as well or was it just more working and helping out 
Um, there's a little bit of both. So you kind of got okay. the different um, vendors they would order medications for and how they would compare the cost on things. Kind of get got some experience uh-huh. of how they priced things. For a lot of generics, they actually, um, like, even if you didn't have insurance, it was actually fairly cheap. And working at CVS, like, I was, like, able to compare in my head. And I was, like, wow, some of the drugs here are a lot cheaper than what we offer at CVS, you know? So I felt like uh-huh. that was something interesting because it's not something that I really thought of, you know? So, yeah, it was that pretty is interesting. Cool. Yeah. Oh, I would not have thought that. Yeah, right. Like I always thought, like, oh, you're going to an independent pharmacy. Like everything's gonna be more expensive, you know? Just because yeah, yeah. I mean, buy as much in bulk, but then having experience uh-huh. there, it really just depended on the medication. Because I felt like they kind of did like more of a standard markup on things, and maybe not something that was just yeah. So it's things of that nature. Hmm. Yeah, like I always thought that too, and it's like I wonder if that's one of those things that has just always been said. And it just gets passed down to you, like, oh yeah, re- uh, if you're gonna go to independent, you know, it's gonna be more expensive. And that's not necessarily the case. It's just something that's always been kind of passed on and talked about. So you, you just never really looked into it, and you just believe it, like, yeah, like it's gonna be more expensive. So you might as well just get it here. Yeah, because <laughs> I felt like I've said that before on, on rotation. Yeah, yeah, because that's what I thought too. But it's like some medications were cheaper, whether you had insurance or not. But then something else was if you were like in the area they did free delivery as well. So it's like they had such a great mm. service where it may be cheaper, it may be the same, it may be slightly more expensive, but you're getting that sort of convenience of you can get it delivered or you can come to Park Avenue and enjoy the great restaurants and everything else that's on yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. Make a day yes. out of it. No, that was, I mean, that that whole area is nice. That would be a great pharmacy to visit to pick up your meds and then... Uh, you know, hopefully, uh, if it's not anything that has to do with cholesterol, you don't go get something that you're not supposed to eat. But, <laughs> you know, you still got to have a good time. And they have some great restaurants off of Park Ave for sure. Okay. And then with the, let's see. So how much of your time would you say you spent with the veterinary compounding um, pharmacy? Cause I know, I know, because I've checked out the facility, so I know it's not exactly next to each other but i know it is close um oh, yeah it's, it's very probably close. like what five minutes yeah, like five, five minute drive so okay. they were actually really cool so my rotation wasn't actually focused in compounding at all it was specifically supposed to be at their retail location but they pretty much told me mm-hmm. like i could spend as many days on the lab in the lab as i wanted so on those days i actually got to really experience anything i wanted so for me the big thing that i really wanted to understand was just how they operated. So whether it was on the retail yeah. side or the actual um, compounding lab, I was like, I want to uh-huh. shadow people every single step of the process so I can understand how we get from point A to point B, from start to finish. So that's something that I really learned and appreciated, you know, because it's yeah the whole process because that was something that was very foreign to me. So that was pretty interesting. Did you... Uh... Would you, could you see yourself working as a compound pharmacist? Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty nice. Like even like the compounding yeah. pharmacy would be something that I would like to do possibly, or even, even being a, a pharmacist who works at the independent retail side, like it was, it was kind of like a vacation and it was very nice <laughs> compared <laughs> to some retail environment yeah. in comparison. Gotcha. Um, everybody there was super nice, super friendly very understanding so i actually had a couple residency interviews during this and they were they were like you know like we understand like that's your goal they were very understanding and things like that so if you have this rotation during any times we have to take time off things like that they're very understanding and willing to help you and everyone there was really nice and great as well yeah and i'm glad you mentioned that because it was the same thing with with my geriatrics rotation they were very understanding like hey any interview you have to go like please go like we want you to have a job like you're not just here to help us, but you also have to get a job. So here's here's a project. Just do this, um, and that'll be how you make up your time. So they would just give me extra projects to do, and I would do that to make up the time lost. But I could just they're like you have until the end of ro- the rotation to turn it in, and um stuff like that. So I thought that was pretty cool too because like that could be taxing, especially if you have to travel. Luckily for us, everything's virtual, so we don't have to travel. Well. I shouldn't say 
because I know you had you did have one in person. <laughs> I no, you had two interviews in person, right? Uh, actually, one. There was one where I thought one. it was going to okay. be in person, but then they ended up making it only virtual. But yeah. Okay. Okay. So one in person. So you actually had to travel, but all of mine was virtual. So that was that made it a lot easier for me. But that's something that is uh that's important because you know you want to be able to take the time to prepare and um get your thoughts in order and not be distracted if if you're not able to get like a private room at the site and whatnot and everything like that so i thought that was um very nice very nice of my preceptor to definitely let me just like go he's like yeah just let me know in advance which days um so i know not to bug you with any uh like physician or, or nursing questions or patient questions we get that we don't know an answer to so just let me know in advance and then i'll give you some projects to make up the time so i thought that was pretty cool but, yeah. All right. So, oh, go ahead. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out like who I would say is for rotations for. Um, definitely, yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. Oh, yeah, well, perfect, perfect time. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, <I'd, laughs> um, yeah. So I'd say this rotation is ideally for anyone who is interested in compounding. I feel like so for me, I was actually very relieved because due to COVID and things of that nature, I actually had to drop a rotation. And I actually dropped a compounding rotation in a facility that was in South Florida. So for me, I was able to still get this compounding experience. So if you're interested in compounding, I kind of feel like this is a rotation where you can really double dip, where you can kind of get that retail side experience, but also you can spend time in the compounding lab. So maybe you don't have to take a compounding elective, or maybe you do, but it's more exposure. So that's someone I feel like this would be a great rotation for. Um, anyone who's interested in Maybe if you have um, aspirations to be entrepreneurial and maybe open up your own independent pharmacy one day, great rotation to have. Mm -hmm. You can kind of see how they operate, how they run, and maybe use some of this in your future practice, possibly. Um, so I think those are um, some areas. Or maybe if you just want a nice retail rotation with a great preceptor, um, great people to work with, and you want to be more relaxed on a, on a retail rotation, great yeah. rotation. Yeah, I was going to say, like, that's something where I think, especially if you have a lot of retail experience already, yeah. that this would probably be a, a great opportunity to just kind of learn about something different instead of going to it. Um, if, you know, if you've been at Publix your whole life or CVS and now you're just going to go do Walgreens, like maybe look into ranking um, Taylor's Pharmacy High on your list when you rank. So that way you can gain some experience in the independent realm and kind of check it out for yourself. But this sounds like a lot of fun. I, I did rank it high, but I didn't get it. But that's life. <laughs> Yeah, it was my number one ranking. Uh, I got it, so I was, I was very blessed. But in terms of who this rotation isn't for, that's something that I'm trying to think. Um, I think maybe if you, maybe if you don't have a lot of retail experience, but you want to go into the retail realm, maybe that's it's what I was gonna say. for yeah. you to try a bigger corporation so you can get a more realistic experience of retail, possibly. I would say and that or maybe so you can get used to a busier workflow and maybe mm -hmm. i would say maybe that's a good situation where yeah you... and i would i would say even even to touch to touch that and go even further a lot of a lot of times we got to realize these rotations are also job interviews you know and for those six weeks you could really impress a preceptor and who knows how important that preceptor is to the corporation or to like a hiring department and so you know Something I actually had a discussion with a pharmacist the other day about on my current rotation is how he was like, he felt like he was an excellent applicant whenever he tried to get new jobs, he could never get one. And he found out the reason why was because you need recommendations. Like everybody's hiring every, everywhere now through the internet that it's so easy for you to get lost in the flood. But if you have a rec recommendation from somebody important to a company or some, somebody that's, that's in admin um, or high, higher up, for example, that weighs a lot. So now they're definitely going to look at your application. And then you just have to do your part, you know, and, and try to kill it in the interview. So that's something else where it can be really beneficial if you know you want to work retail and you haven't had much retail experience. I think definitely look into to, uh, do one of probably the bigger corporations, the CVS, the Walgreens, the Publix, and try to go that route. Because obviously they'll have way more job opportunities than Taylor's pharmacy. But um, that's something else to also consider. Yeah. And like you said, like really just consider that you're like always be interviewing basically, because no matter what you do, like mm -hmm. you're putting yourself out there, you're putting your product out there, like you're really 
showing like what you're capable of doing. So maybe if you do go to a bigger corporation like Joan was touching on, maybe they can recommend yeah. you. And that's like, that's something that's nationwide with like locations on every corner. So possibly yeah. that yeah. could be something to consider. But I mean, then again, like it was a great experience. So really kind of just weigh and think about really what your career goals are and what you want to get out of a rotation. Because I think this is a great rotation, but you really need to consider, is it right for you? Mm-hmm. And then I had a strong retail background going into it. So for me, it's like I already have um, possibly a networking position with CVS if I want to go the retail route. So for me, it's like I want to get this new experience and kind of see how independence and compounding operates. So I think that's a great perspective that I gained from this rotation. So That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm jealous. Uh, that's okay. I'm glad you got it. <laughs> jealous of your rotation, man. I'm like, man, all the patient cases in <laughs> pharmacy school where we had to come up with yeah. interventions, you were doing that, but in real life situations, you know, that, your rotation sounds pretty awesome yeah. as well. And and also the other thing that I loved about it was that it wasn't necessarily soap note format. Like they have their own format. So it was just really just getting straight to the point and making the recommendation because the physician or APRN just doesn't have time. <laughs> to read like the whole soap note. So it's just like really just getting to the point, hitting them with some, you know, some trials or whatever the case may be, um, some good evidence that supports your decision and um, or guidelines also as well to support your decision. So that way they can just read it, get straight to the point and then make decisions. And anybody that knows me knows soap notes can, are not my favorite thing. <laughs> so anytime where we can just get straight to the point, just get straight to the plan. I like it. I like it. Yeah. So kind of um, a preview to our next rotation episode. What rotation are you starting right now? Public specialty pharmacy. So that is a, that is a bit different. And I know nothing and I feel very dumb. But after six weeks, I hope to at least know a little bit about specialty meds. Yeah. So, so uh, correct me if I'm yeah, wrong. So we'll, we'll see. That's your second public type rotation right you did the retail there and now you're doing specialty is that correct yes. oh nice. yes yes that is correct yeah. um and it's it's different it's a it's more of a call center but it's an empty call center because a lot of people are working from home so it's uh it's a bit different it's, they say it's usually more lively but uh it's hard to describe i mean i'm still yeah. still learning yeah, it's like, it's hard to describe just because I know nothing about these diseases. So it's like, all I have is questions. <laughs> or not necessarily diseases, but these drugs, like, all I have is questions. And just like, I feel like the first week, um, which we'll, we'll get into later, but I feel like it's, you're going to feel dumb a lot. So <laughs> if you don't like feeling dumb and you don't like learning new stuff, this may not be the rotation for you. But uh, public specialty, so far, so good. The pharmacists are awesome. They're hilarious. So, so far, so good. Yeah, and I'm sure at a later point when we release the next um, rotational episode, we'll get more information on your rotation and a better judge of your, your full experience. Yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely. What about you? Where, where are you going to be at? Where are you at now, I should say? Yeah, so I'm at an Orlando Health rotation, uh, Health Central. It's kind of um, in Koei, and I'm doing an infectious disease rotation. Um, So far, it's been pretty cool. Um, in the morning, well, I won't go too much into it, but um, it's been a good combination okay. of doing kind of ICU care, which again, that's <laughs> my uh, area of interest. You, yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I've been tracking, like doing like stewardship and um, checking antibiotic mm-hmm. coverage of the whole hospital and coming up with interventions, things of that nature. But I do feel kind of stupid, as <laughs> as you kind of alluded to. <laughs> um, something I've never felt this. <laughs> What's that? I said, I've never felt this dumb before in my life. It's like every time I get asked a question, it's like, I'll get back to you. <laughs> like, yeah, I can't even guess. <laughs> it's very humbling, right? Yeah, very humbling, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so one of the something that my preceptor is really focusing on is HIV management, which I know we do learn in school, but it's not something I've had yeah. to continually use. So they, mm-hmm. he's planning on me doing a lot of um, HIV interventions and actually counseling and um educating patients on their medications or if they get newly diagnosed and things of that nature. So I think that's something that's very cool. But as of right now, I definitely need to refresh. And I have a topic discussion coming up that I'm going to do on um, HIV medications to refresh. But yeah, definitely something humbling where I'm like, you know, I've done a lot of antibiotics on my rotations, but sort of these antivirals and maybe antifungals are things that I haven't done as much of. So it's very humbling where I can Mm -hmm. realize that 
these are areas I need to, you know, become more confident and comfortable. Definitely. And that's why I wanted to do specialty because it's like, hey, you never know when you'll have a patient that has hep C or HIV and making sure they're on the right medications and to see, you know, learn, start knowing about the drug interactions, what to, what to be mindful of, different side effects. And I'll, I'll be doing similar things. Um, we have any of those specialty meds, like for psoriasis, rheumatoid arthritis, hep C, HIV, um, any specialty meds. And I'll also be like talking to patients, but, but counseling through the phone, they won't be coming into the, to the pharmacy. So it'll, it'll all be uh, virtual counseling. But um, still having that opportunity, I think that's pretty cool. And being able to learn about those those different disease states that we don't spend much time on in school, and that that I think is uh is definitely the reason why I chose that rotation. So definitely, I'll be excited to talk about it whenever we get there, whenever we uh, finish it. So five more weeks, five more weeks, and then um hopefully y'all y'all will get an episode on that. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a great episode because look at us, man, challenging ourselves in uh two interesting rotations. Yeah. Um, so that'll yeah, be a good yeah, episode. Yeah. Uh, we'll do in a few weeks for you guys. Also coming up, we'll be doing the residency episode as well. We'll really go over our yeah. experiences. Um, there's a lot of things that I personally learned about the application process. Things that I did correctly versus things I wish I did maybe differently. Yeah. And we'll talk about that experience. Same. We'll also talk about our interviews experience, give you guys some tips as well. Um, it's a lot of content we got to cover in the episode. Maybe we'll have to do a two-part. Yeah. What do you think? We might have to. And I think, and this is us planning on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're inviting them to our executive meeting. But I think what we should probably do is definitely write down like the interview tips and stuff like that. And we could either we could probably record it now, but then release that later on dur- during the residency process next year. But just save, like, just do our experience now, you know, oh, because yeah. it's like they might listen to the tips, but they I don't know how likely they are to go back in a year. So maybe next year, um, once uh, forecast is released and all that. So next year, like January, December, after everybody submits applications, maybe we'll drop that. So that way it's super fresh and everybody can can listen to it but we could already just pre-record it and then we'll just we'll just save it and then release it then um next like january next year or something like that i think that might be best yeah or, or, or definitely definitely our market it like or, yeah and repost it we could also repost it so we could do either or it doesn't matter to me but i think we should definitely as long as we repost it next year i think that's the main thing um to definitely i think it would be cool yeah i think we should do a two-part episode so i think we should do one on experience and one on tips and we should also probably reach out to some people some of our friends also got interviews to see what they have to say about their experiences because we all like you uh sean and i i don't think we applied to the same we applied to the same hospitals with different residencies but i don't think we've applied to like the same residency sites at all for anything and i know other students that i haven't applied for anything any sites that they applied at so their experience might be different so I think it'd be cool to get some of our colleagues and either we get them on or we just talk to them and we just, you know, relay the information to everybody. Yeah, I think, I think that'll, good, that'll also be very helpful. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good episode about our residency experience because we kind of have opposite, like, career interests. Like, you're going more AMK and I'm going yeah. more QKR. So yeah. that right there, I feel like we're going to cover a lot of ground. So Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. All right. You want to help us out? Yeah. yeah um, certainly. So, um, once again, guys, you can listen to us on all the major platforms except for Google Play. I don't know if we got approved yet. Um, we are in the process of getting approved. And by we, I mean Sean. <laughs> so Sean is in the process of getting Google Play approved. And other than that, though, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Spotify. Just search Capsule Production Podcast. You don't have to listen through Podbean. It's perfectly fine to download and listen to us on those other um, softwares as well um also definitely to check out the instagram page we're still posting stuff uh i have a couple of new ideas which i'll tell Deshaun about off air about different things that we could post that i think would be super helpful to students and um and not only that but pharmacists as well so be on the lookout for some more posts i know mainly our posts are about the our quick questions that we release and episodes release but we might be releasing some some other type content soon so definitely stay tuned to our instagram um, at Capsule Production. 
Um, definitely stay tuned to everything that we're doing on there. Let's see. Facebook. We're also on Facebook. So please like us, share our content on Facebook. Um, you can definitely tune in on Thursdays for our one quick question story. Uh, that, and then we release the answers over the weekend or the next day. And that's on our Instagram page, Capital Production, once again. So definitely stay tuned. Um, super excited for this year. I know this is the first time we were actually uh, speaking for this year. So Happy New Year, everybody. I forgot to say that in the beginning. Um, definitely Happy New Year. Thank you again for listening, for supporting us and helping us to continue it. Sometimes, you know, we, we see the listeners, but we don't know who's listening. <laughs> so it's nice to know, put some faces uh, to the numbers that we have. So thank you, Delana. Thank you, Victoria. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, everybody um, that's been supporting us. My, Ramon, um, everybody that's been supporting us, et cetera, et cetera. The list goes on and on. So thank you so much to anybody that's been listening and supporting us. Sean and I are super grateful. Um, same with Jess. Same with Brandon. We're all super grateful. Rachel Allen. Uh, Allen. Rachel Alvin and, and us. So we're all super grateful and thankful that you guys are listening and tuning in. And we appreciate it. And if there's anything that we could do for you guys, please feel free to reach out. We have our link tree on Facebook, on our Instagram account. You can reach out to myself. You can reach out to Sean. Um, just message us. If you just want to say, hey, you can say, hey, if you want to come on the podcast, we'll, we'll figure out something to talk about. If you, if you have no idea what you want to talk about, but you just want to be on the podcast, just reach out to us. We'll make it happen. All right. Um, we, we love getting people on. We love talking about people's experiences and different things. And if you have somebody that you might think is super interesting, their career is interesting and you feel they'd be great for the podcast, please recommend it. Um, we recently got a recommendation for MSL who agreed to be interviewed by us. So we're going to reach out to um, him soon and try to get an episode for that. So if you have anybody that's cool or interesting that you would love for us to meet, please, 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 um, just send us a text, message us on, on one of our, um, on our Facebooks, on our LinkedIn's and we'll make that happen. So thanks again for listening guys. Really appreciate it.